And we're going to go. Here we go. Go live. Go live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the MapCon podcast. That's Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference for anyone who is not familiar. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and I uh, am super honored, like super, super honored to have the opportunity to have a great guest on, a great uh, Hall of Fame podcaster on for the first time in the MapCon podcast podcast. MapCon pod, yeah, the MapCon podcast. I was going to say the Mid Atlantic <laughs> Podcast Conference podcast uh, history. Having the the Hall of Famer uh, and and CEO of Raw Voice slash Blueberry. I always like feel like I'm getting it wrong. You just say Blueberry Podcasting. That's Blueberry the way Podcasting because <laughs> um, not everyone knows what Raw Voice is. That's but true. maybe we can get into that a little bit. Everybody, put your hands together wherever you are right now. I hope you're sitting in a bus, on a plane, wherever you are, so everyone can look at you and be like, "Woo, what is going on over there? Put your hands together for the great Todd Cochran. Well, Joe, Woo! thanks for having me on the show here. Glad to be on. And we're, we're in the new unbuilt studio, so the, there's nothing behind me but a white wall. So, I, I, You know, we were talking about this before. Uh, I can res- you know, I resonate with that because um, I'm in a garage, and and you yep. can tell I'm in a garage because look at the floor. There's blood that's all over right. the floor. Like <laughs> that's how how it is when you're in a garage because you're trying to get away from your three year old who won't let you be. So, Todd, why don't anybody who doesn't know who you are, which would be kind of surprising sure. if you're in the podcasting space, uh, why don't you give a little little background about yourself? Oh, um, well, I like Joe, like so my name's Todd Cochran. I'm the CEO of Raw Voice slash Blueberry Podcasting. Been a podcaster since, hold on to your hat, October of 2004. So I'm fast approaching truly 15 years in the podcasting space, which is uh, wow, you know. And uh, I do two shows. The mainstay of uh, my basic existence is Geek News Central. It's a twice-weekly tech show. Had a sponsor with that show since June of 2005. That's GoDaddy. And if there was a basically a world's record for the longest podcast sponsor, they would they would have it. And I also do the new media show that I co-host with Mr. Rob Greenley. And soon a brand new show coming from Blueberry. Uh, we do the a podcast called Your Podcast over there uh, biweekly. But we're changing up. There's going to be a new announcement soon, and uh, I'm excited to get that project off the ground. But yeah, I've been podcasting for a long time, working in the space, and uh, uh, I'm now. I, you know, I, I lived 22 years in Hawaii, and on June 1st, I I relocated to Michigan. Some people say, "Why Michigan?" Well, I didn't want to live in Ohio, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I I mean, I don't want to say I don't blame you, um, but <laughs> but uh, my office is in Columbus. Our team is there, so I'm spending every other week in Columbus. So it's exciting. But I have a 20 foot container with you know my worldly possessions that arrive here on Saturday and I have to unload it and then be in Columbus Monday morning. So this area is going to be a wreck. It's going to be full of boxes. At least you won't be there for it. <laughs> well, I'm going to stay here and be unpacked. It's going to wait till I get back. It's so nice. It's so considerate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Todd. Uh, so you, and you know, you, I, I'm super honored to uh, be able to say that, you know, Blueberry has been such a, a great partner for, for MapCon for um, going on five years now. It, it which still blows my mind that this is this this thing that started in a, in a school gymnasium is still going on. 
uh, to this day. But um, super honored to to have uh, uh, such such great partners in, in you guys. And I and I got to ask: Is the change going to include Mackenzie? Can you can you confirm nor deny that change that you were talking about? On the show, Mackenzie will be a guest. I'll be hosting the show, and wow. she'll be coming. Yeah, she'll be coming in as a guest. And uh, we're revamping the complete thing. I'll just say that um, it'll probably be an hour weekly and obviously interviews uh, with podcasters. And really, you know, what I'm really trying to do with this new spin is give everyone a little taste of what's going on in the space. You know, be a little bit of salesy throughout, but also at the same time, um, really get the in-depth stories on why podcasters are podcasting. You know, what their genesis story is. Why do they do what they do and what are they getting out of it and what are their audiences getting out of their content? I, I love that. Uh, I, you know, I think that there, there's so many great stories, uh, so many, so many ways that people connect to podcasting. It's not just a bunch of geeks, uh, you know, sitting in a basement talking about the, whatever the topic that geeks would talk about. But, you know, it, it's giving the power to so many people from so many different backgrounds, so many different places around the world um, that I'm uh, like, I personally am honored to know a lot of those people uh, that are that are making an impact in their backyard. One of those people uh, commented below, uh, Eric Hunley of the Unstructured Podcast. Shout out to Eric. He's a great, great, great guy. Uh, he's looking forward to meeting both of us in person. Apparently, I am looking forward to meeting him in person as well. We talk almost daily and that's the that's one of the powers of podcasting uh is people you know bringing uh connecting so i i I absolutely love that um so so how far of a drive is it from where you're at now to to columbus well this is a funny story i tell people it's three hours and 20 minutes i'm like oh my god you're gonna drive three hours and 20 minutes that's that's it i thought oh wow no it's not far but in Hawaii, I was spending three hours a day in my car taking my kid to school and picking him up. Jeez. So for so if I'm doing that twice, you know, twice a month down and back, who cares? It's I, you know, matter of fact, since I've gotten back, I'm trying to Joe. I don't know what to do with myself. I have three extra hours a day, and I'm like, I can relax. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Relaxing's a hell of a drug, sir. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a new experience for me. It's, you know, and of course, then I'm I'm a workaholic, so I spend it working. It's so I'm back in the gym, so I'm taking an hour and a half of that away from, you know, in the gym. So I love that. That you know, health health has got to come first because nothing else is going to matter if you ain't that, around for it. That's right. You stroke out, you're done. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. That's something that I I gotta I gotta get my my butt back out running again. Uh, I, I feel, I feel the need. I feel the, the I, I got, I got, I got to feed the, feed the beast, uh, to say, so to say, um, so for anyone who does, doesn't know, give a little background about how, how, um, how Blueberry Raw Voice got, got started. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a whole story to that. And, um, when I started my show in October, 2004, I did it while I was on travel. I was, you know, had a, uh, had been injured that summer very badly. I was in the Navy. I got lucky in October, maybe November of 04, I got contacted by um, this small uh, book publishing company called Wiley Publishing. They asked me to write the book, first book on podcasting. There's a whole crazy story about that and how I replied to that email, kind of like, you've got to be 
you know, be kidding me and no, we're not. <laughs> Check us out. Let's see. So they were the ones that did the dummy books and stuff like that. So anyway, start got under contract to write a book. Was building networks. We built the Tech Podcast Network in January of '04. Um, the book came out in uh, in June of '05. Uh, matter of fact, when I the, the the podcasting space was such at the time that if you were taking money, you were you were evil. And when I announced my book deal on episode 69 of my show, I lost half my audience because people said I sold out, you know, because I took money to write a book. How dare you, right? So um, June of 05, the book came out, did very, very well, sold about forty five or 50,000 copies. It was the number one tech book of the year, won several awards, something from New York Times, stuff from Amazon. And then I got this email from this gal named Chris Redlinger and from GoDaddy, she said, we want to sponsor your show. And I'd actually had some disparaging things to say about GoDaddy a few months before because I'd had some issues with my hosting account. And I said, why don't you go read this blog post first <laughs> before you decide if you want to sponsor the show? And she did. And she says, yeah, we still want to sponsor your show. <laughs> and the uh, I sold I, I did the show for a ridiculously low amount. At the time, I thought I had like 45,000 listeners, but it Basically, there was no measurement system, so it probably was more like 20, maybe 15. Who knows? Um, but we did really well on that ad deal. And uh, in July, she called me back and wanted to sign another year contract, and uh, we renegotiated the price for the advertising deal. And just before we're hanging up off the phone, she said, do you know any other podcasters that would like to have GoDaddy as a sponsor? And the old ding, you know, the light bulb went on. I said, Yes, I do. And immediately I knew there was a business there. So on my podcast, I basically said, I need a lawyer. I need a graphics developer. I need a programmer and I need an MBA. I was an aircraft. I worked on airplanes, came from a family of entrepreneurs, but I really knew nothing about truly starting a business. And it's a random phone call in nine days. And from that phone call, we found three people. And then another additional person came on board and makes up well, four of those. Uh, th no, three of the five are uh, were part of that original team, and uh, so we launched Raw Voice over the phone. Never met each other. Worked for six months on the platform before we, um, before we even uh, you know met together. And, and long story short, though, we were profitable almost from day one because I had ad deals ready to rock and roll, and we started the company and we built the stats platform. Um, and then uh, from there, we uh, we just continued to build the services out. You know, we were mostly doing advertising in the early days. We didn't do any service business until later on when we built the PowerPress uh, plugin, largely because the plugin that was very popular at the time uh, wasn't being maintained. They, the developer had, had quit doing revs to it and it was buggy and so we did a plug-in, and then from that, we tied the services in. And, and as advertising dollars dropped out of the smaller shows and we're going to the big shows, our service business kept us uh, going, and that's where we are today. So, you know, we're unique, I think, in the space and how we present our, our hosting packages. You know, we truly believe in podcasters owning their brand, owning their IP, controlling their feed. You know, and we have a lot of – you know, some of our competitors have fun with that. It's okay. And uh, but you have uh, fun it, with it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. 
But it's true, though. And the thing is, I'm vindicated time after time when things happen. But it's, you know, it's just a, it's a philosophy. It's a different philosophy. And it's because we're the entire team is podcasters. That's what's different. And everyone on my team podcasts, everybody. So very few companies can say that. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, pers- I personally use the software uh, for my podcast going on five years strong, uh, thanks to Al Kessel, who's my Mr. Voice at the end of every episode, uh, recommending it right out of the gate. Like, oh, you, you just get this and plug it into your WordPress site. And I was like, oh, okay, I know how to do all that. Like, cool, let's make it work. Um, I absolutely love the stance that you guys take. Um, I, I use the stats, and I... I I love the fact that you guys uh, enable people to to own their brand and not, um, you know, look, I, things I, could I call be it not renting the transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like things could always be easier. Like the way I host my my stuff is only possible because of PowerPress. Like if you guys stop doing that, then I have to go. Well, first of all, I had to go actually find like a real host. Cause I, I personally host my files from my web server, which knock on wood five years real strong. hasn't been a problem. Um, but it's not that, you know, people ask like, Oh, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, it's not the most simplest like thing. You kind of got to know what you're doing. There's easier ways of doing it. Paying for hosting is, is one of them. You know, and it, you know, in in my opinion, having it baked right into your WordPress site is a lot better than trying to like, okay, so now you click here and click here. Okay, get this big old code and then put it, but don't put it in as as text. Put it or as as a visual. Put make sure you click on text. Put that code in there. Like all that stuff just isn't great. Like for people who don't know what they're talking about. Here's the secret, though. I I could pull the plug on every server today, and you're still up. Your PowerPress continues to work without me. As long as WordPress um, doesn't update going, you know, well, you know at some point down, it'll, but, it'll drift. But yeah. But the plugin is open source, so someone could pick up the code and continue to work with it. They could fork it. So, you know, that, mm. uh, yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's pretty fail safe. We're not going anywhere. But you know, <laughs> yeah. But I have the I have the ability to, to to own it, and I and I think that's also something along the lines of like the difference between like saying like okay, I'm a YouTuber versus I'm a content creator. Like I I see myself as an artist, as a content creator, entrepreneur. I don't see myself. I mean, podcaster is one of them, but like I, you know, a lot of people would be say I'm a YouTuber. It's like, well, if YouTube went away tomorrow, you know, or I'm a Instagram influencer. Great. Well, what if Instagram goes away tomorrow? Like, right. But, it but probably times, won't. But we, you we never fully, know. We fully understand too. Times have shifted, so we understand that creators' desires and how they want to build stuff and how they want to present their shows are changing. So we've had to adapt. You know, so we've got the ability now for people to. They can come into the Blueberry platform and publish internally. They don't have to have their own website. They can also get a free WordPress site from us. You know, I don't want to do a pitch here, but at the same time, we also understand that, you know, hey, some folks have done some innovative stuff recently, and it made all of us that have been kind of in this lane understand, hey, we need to do some step-ups, and we need to add some different features, bring on an app, all this stuff that is important these days to these younger creators. So we're in the process of working on that. And also, you know, our UI UX, it's getting long in the tooth. It's, you know, we built this thing for everybody and, uh, you know, made it super powerful. You know, we've got the networks are running 700 shows on a PowerPress install. And, uh, wow. yeah, it's crazy. That is, see, now yep. that, that to me is 
I don't want to say dangerous, but like because because WordPress is a can be a finicky thing. Like it's gotten better over the last many a years now. Yeah, you know, we get no calls on WordPress, none. Really? I mean, we get, yeah, we get maybe one or two feed issues a week from thousands of customers. It's it's you know there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, WordPress is you know if you're running on a dollar ninety nine shared hosting account with no support and you're not updating your site and updating your plugins, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, definitely. If you do some basic stuff. It, it it it's fine. But again, we you know we didn't. There's a, a group of people that will do that, and there's a group of people that won't. And we were catering to both. But I think you know the podcasting space is is changing. We're we're aware of that. You know, I look back at history. I made a, a post the other day on Facebook that a bunch of people picked up on, even a podcast business journal, talking about where we've come from and where we are. And, and even the comment I made today was five years ago, if someone was baking advertising in front or behind a show on an aggregator site, on a syndicator site, people would would have – there would have been a, a war. You know, the company wouldn't – there would have been revolt today. Some of the things that some of the new syndicators are doing, people are like, "Oh, that's cool." I'm yeah, on. Yeah, I see some of those posts about Spotify, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's just gravy to me." But but that's because you're tapping okay. into their audience. Yeah, it's you know? okay, and, and we understand that. But it shows you how the the space has changed. In the early days, just remember, in the early days, there was no way to get out. There was no in in 2004, 2005. There was no iPhone. There was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. There, you had your website, and the only way you could get syndication is asking someone permission to carry your content. And, you know, that is – that's why part of our philosophy was formed in the beginning was that we, we didn't want anyone to have control because it was all about control. People wanted to control your content, and you had to pay them to make a deal and, and, and get this distribution Podcasting completely opened up there. There was no gatekeepers. So for me, at geeknewcentral.com, when I built my show, that was that was my brand. That was my show. I was able to get distribution where I wanted it. I didn't have to ask permission to be syndicated. I didn't have to get, uh, pay someone. So everyone just accepts that as, as normal today. Uh, they don't even know that in, in back in the beginning, and I don't want to sound like an old crow, but, but I think it's a little late for that time. <laughs> no, but it, let's be, let's be, you know, it really, that's where the philosophy formed is we didn't want anybody controlling our staff because there was too many gatekeepers. And we saw too many instances where podcasters put their faith in a platform and the platform went away. Now, we haven't seen any huge failures in a couple of years, but we've seen several businesses change their business plan, Show. change their priorities. And some podcasters have got left on the street. So Leave your as long as you have your own .com, you can be honest with you, host your media wherever you want. And I'll watch submissions. <laughs> that's, the, that's the small secret. Host your media wherever you want. That's elementary. But control your brand, control your feed, control your IP. And you still get the same distribution. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, I, yeah, I think it, I think a lot of it does come to brand power, and I think that a lot of people don't really connect that with like I'm doing a show, like it's it's it, it's yeah. all about the brand and and getting you know because you could get syndicated 
you know, a- anywhere, right? Like no, it can anywhere. lead to anything. I, I yeah. mean, there's there's networks popping up all over the sure. place. I mean, I was told I need to start a MapCon network for podcasters a week a week or two yeah. ago, and I, like I like I get it. Um, you know, it's got to be it's got to be what you're you know what you're about. But there's there's lots and lots of ways to get that that exposure. And what's what we find is that podcasters graduate into our service we get Mm. daily people say oh man i should have listened to you in the beginning i built this show thought it was going to be experiment but the beauty is they can they can they can they can come in later and do these extra steps and put up a website and they don't have to do it in the beginning and we don't we fully understand that a lot of people figure this out maybe 30 90 120 days down the road you know, we are experts at migrating people from almost any platform because they get on a vertical and that's yeah. where their show is. And they're fighting for traffic amongst 5,000 other shows. And then they go and do a page speed report on their site on the vertical they're on. And they find out that it, it's ranking F in page speed and they're getting hammered on Google search results not being found because the vertical they're on is not optimized. And it's just one of many, 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 many examples. Most podcasters don't have a clue or pay attention to it, but over time they do. And so, you know, some will, some won't. And the best thing is there's no rules. There's no rules, Joe. You can do whatever way you want. I, you know what? I, I have been, you, I mean, I'm sure you know I'm a big proponent of no rules thing. Um, yeah. That's that's one of the, the beauties of this whole this whole thing, right? Yeah. There, there is no um, daddy, you know, YouTube daddy yeah. telling you what you can and can't right. do. Um, we're free. We we are free to do what we want. To, to, we're free. You know, how's that song? We're free to do what we want in the old time. Um, speaking of, of free, though, uh, IAB, Eric would love to hear about that and why they matter. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people, because a lot of people don't might not necessarily know all the ins and outs about why it matters. And, and have many of your you like i know you guys are blueberry is iab uh certified certified. that's the word i was i was gonna say compatible i don't know why uh iab certified but is many of your competitors iab certified yet there's a number that are in the process libsyn's in work podtrack's in work i think that they're running again i think uh, podtrack's running against some challenges i'm not at liberty to say why I yeah, think Lib- yeah, you don't have to get into the specifics. Yeah, I think but... Libsyn is going to come out of the gate, no problem. Um, Boxnest or Spreaker already is. NPR is. There's a few others. I think a couple, uh, Art maybe Art19 is. But, you know, what it really boils down to, and again, it goes back to history. The media buyers have been saying for a long, long time, even though we've known the numbers have been very good, at least from some of us, that they didn't trust the numbers and there was this wild wild west and the numbers varied from host to host and from platform to platform it's true and there are some known players out there that are it's no secret they count horribly they count 6 12 18 24 oh man let me I just had the same problem happen on mine. And you know yeah. what? I, whenever that happens on my Mac, it, uh, it, it lights up whatever YouTube video I had paused. Yeah, so so I, people that I, were listening oh, back to this just heard, like, PewDiePie talking in the background yeah, for I, a little I bit. I should have put the phone on mute or put it on air, uh, airplane mode. But Eric was asking in chat, how about Podbean? They're not in the process. They aren't running certification. I, I'm 
they're going to be in trouble soon because media buyers are very closely looking at this. Matter of fact, my chief growth officer in New York uh, group, um, uh, went and talked to a very prominent advertising firm today, and we spent an hour briefing them on why uh, the certification process is important. But let's back up a little bit. So about four years ago, the IEB said, hey, we're going to help put some standards together. And we joined IEB at considerable expense. Oh, it's a check I have to write every year. Who 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 is in charge of that? Like, who's the... Is, is it's like, an audio group and there's a chairman okay. uh, of the audio group and 26 companies uh, basically battled it out to come up with the standards. Now, here's the small little secret. In 2008, Libsyn, PodTrack and Blueberry came up with this first document that was produced by the ADM, the Association for Downloadable Media, which is no longer in existence. That document formed the basis of the IEB document today there's many pieces in there that were direct cut and paste and then wording was fought, uh, fought over uh, over many many months went through version one version two you got to a point where we felt that the spec was something that we could support and matter of fact you know angelo my cio he the guy's got gray hair because of those meetings um and loss of hair but why is it important it puts everyone on the same playing field so when a company gets certified, the delta in the numbers from one company to the other should be very minor, very, very minor, because the process is how the rule following is the same. Now, there's going to be a little additional stuff like how good their fraud is, how good their blacklist is, how good their whitelist. So there's going to be a little bit of deltas, mm. but I don't think too much. So what this ultimately does is media buyers are going to be able to say, Todd, here's an insertion order. Podtrack, here's an assertion order. Libsyn, here's an assertion order. We go out and sell that to our podcasters. They get an ad deal. And then all I have to do then is I, I have to perform on the campaign. If Libsyn's podcasters perform better or Podtracks do, they're going to get more money. But we're all on the same playing field from a billing standpoint. The certification process is as close to a forensic audits you're going to get line by line of every piece of code in our audio basically in how we measure was went through by a team 40 hours of me watching code review that blew and then huge numbers of questions and in the end the certification but it was not easy and i just any company that's going through it it's a time suck it's unbelievable and very very expensive but you Obviously, I, I mean, I, I would imagine the answer is yes. You you feel it's worth it, right? Absolutely. Now, do you feel I, I that put my money where my mouth was? But do you feel that enough podcasters know about it to know the difference? Like, is the marketing behind it p powerful enough? Well, the problem with I, you know, and I've been public with the IEB saying that I wish they would not allow companies that have not went through the process to say you're compliant because what they have is a compliance program. So I am. I am IB podcast measurement version two guideline certified to be in compliance with those standards. <laughs> and they could just say that they're IAB compliant. compliant. Okay. And so you leave the little word certification out. It sounds like, oh, they're all good. Well, that's not like the yeah. FDA thing where it's like <laughs> FDA approved versus yeah. FDA not going to kill you. Right. It's based on something else. Like John Oliver just did a whole thing about that. Um, but yeah. But now, you know, look at PodTrack. They're taking their haircut. They're taking a 20 to 36% hit on their 
download numbers because they went through the process and the IEB auditors said, oh, what's this? And they've had to make the adjustment, I'm assuming. That's my hypothesis. And now what's happening is they've been saying they're compliant for the last two years, but their numbers were wrong. Our numbers shifted a little, you know, but it was mostly the folks that were on redirect, not hosted log files. And, you know, I've been publicly talking about this is that if you are a redirect customer at Blueberry, your numbers are going to be lower than what a hosted customer will be because I have to throw out, I have to unqualify some downloads that may become qualified if I had the hosted log files. So those that host with us oh. have the most accurate certified data. Those that are on the redirect, their their data is like, still like me. certified, but you could be 10% lower than maybe what your download numbers would be if you were hosting with us. So. That's there a pretty. Was, that's a pretty significant number, though. Once you start getting into like the hundreds of thousands, sure. you know, ten, uh, millions, like that. That's a pretty significant difference. But there's no. There's the log files have the data that you need to fully qualify in a redirect. I'm missing some pieces hmm. on some downloads, so I can't. I can't qualify the download. So uh, before we get into the next question, uh, which I have here, we should probably talk about MapCon a little sure. bit uh, as we're, we're already halfway through our, our podcast interview with Todd Cochran of Blueberry Podcasting. Uh, so, Todd, you are coming out to your first ever MapCon, uh, sure. which I am super excited to finally have you coming out to South Jersey. Uh, this time, Alexa, you, you picked the best location. That's, right. that's for darn sure. <laughs> so, I'm as I said, when we got this, I'm going to figure out how to fire hose 45 minutes worth of content into 23 minutes so people better have their notepads ready. Yes, and and if they don't, then if they should be buying a virtual ticket, which if they buy yeah. the plus ticket uh, for the conference, you get that included. So you get that hundred dollar mm, value baked nice. in to your ticket, as well as a t shirt. That's another reason why you should buy your your plus ticket. But one of the other great things, Todd, you might not know this, as you haven't been to a MapCon yet. You know, we offer free headshots for every oh. single person that comes out to MapCon. Uh, it's one of the things. Our Jeanette Pellegrini is our photographer. She's been our photographer for five years. She drives down from you talk about a three-hour drive she drives down from long island to be here she's a great friend of mine and i'm super honored to have her here and and take the the professional headshots and all the event photos year after year after year and if you don't have a headshot you really need one because having one that you know isn't done very well um like going like this and saying i got me a headshot <laughs> is is sending the wrong message to most audiences not all not all audiences but but most audiences i would think would be like hey like why not get something that looks at least somewhat professional you know um i think the last headshot i got was two years ago and i paid 90 dollars in an event for it so really? Yeah, and in matter of fact, my team says you need to update your headshot, so I know where I'm going to get one for free. Now. There you go, you gonna get one right baked right into your your conference ticket. You know, and if right. you have your team like, and you're bring you're bringing your team to uh to MapCon, your podcast you know crew, it's a great opportunity to get some professional headshots that's together. Right. Um, and yeah, it's it's so so that's one of the things we we uh we include food on Saturday. We have a lunch. Uh, and you know, if you feel so inclined, like your podcast 
podcasting and you you want to take it to the next level on uh on friday morning from nine to twelve me and samantha riley coming all the way out of australia uh sydney australia specifically it will be hosting the elevate your podcast uh course where we'll be going through all the different pieces that to help build your podcast into a business uh between the two of us we have i think about 10 12 years of podcasting experience and and a lifetime of business experience uh between both of us together and uh so i it last year went really really well we had like eight people show up for that uh pay you know pay for the premium ticket and show up they they were asking questions well after i was able to continue to answer said <laughs> questions because i had to go start the conference so the other right. thing you get not just the three hours but you also to get lunch to private lunch with the other people so you don't have to run out and, and go get lunch which this year because we're at the ocean resort casino which is an incredible location if you haven't checked it out you should totally do it it's right on the beach uh it, you know in atlantic city there's so many things there's a wall burgers in it there's nice. in fact they're having their grand opening i think in like a month or so um they've been i think they've been open for a little while but but mark Wahlberg's gonna be in the house so why not do the grand opening then right i've been to their uh, restaurant in vegas it's pretty good Is so it? Yeah, i, I yeah, have yet to have one to it's gonna be it's good I, i'm looking forward to it either. I, I am definitely looking forward to it. So um, you won't have to worry about that, though, because we're going to have lunch. And then the conference starts at 1 o'clock, September 6th, in Atlantic City, uh, and then runs till about 6 o'clock at night, and then all day Saturday from 8 to 6 all day Saturday, September seventh. So if you if you come, bring the family. Come, you know, come early, stay late, whatever you want to do. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an incredible incredible time. Every year we have a we have an absolute blast. You're in one room. That's that's another thing, uh, Todd. I'm not sure if you you realize this. We're in did, one room the yeah. whole time. So like everybody's getting the inside jokes. Everybody's getting to you know you get to rub elbows with with Ty Cochran. You know, like how cool is that, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like you get the opportunity to become friends with people that you wouldn't like you go to other conferences. You wouldn't, you would see Todd accepting a hall of fame trophy off on stage and, or, or Dave Jackson accepting a hall of fame trophy up on stage. And you'd be like, well, when am I going to get to meet Dave? And when am I going to get to meet Todd? Like, where's that? Ha like, where's that on the map? I don't like, I can go to his talk, but, but that's about it. And in this case, everyone's in the same room. Everyone's mixing, mixing it up. Um, so it's, it's going to be a blast. You definitely don't want to miss it. And if you want to be there, which you absolutely should want to be there, you can get 15% off by going to middlelandpodcast.com slash register right below this video uh, chat thing, whatever we call this nowadays, uh, and use promo code MAPCON5 to get 15% off your plus or premium ticket, which significantly slashes the price off. Um, you know, I, I try to keep the, you know, Todd, I keep, try to keep the prices as low as I can every year after year after year um i know that you know around 50 percent of the people that come to our conference aren't doing this as their full-time job yep. uh yep. they they you know they might want to they it but it's a it's a hobby and they want to make you know they want to be able to connect with other podcasters so it's it's one of those opportunities where you can get to go and do it and we try to make it as as affordable as we can like i said we include lunch one of the days um, the only the only downside is is now we're in Atlantic City, so travel is a little bit further than when we were in Philly, uh, or just outside of Philly, in good old South Jersey, and it's a little bit um, uh, more expensive on the rooms. But it you know it it it, it kind of comes with the territory. You know, you guys want nice things. I want to give you nice things. 
nice things aren't always the cheapest, but um, but if you stay for a number of days from like Thursday to uh, to Sunday, you know it kind of evens out around like two hundred dollars a night or so. It's just that Friday that was it that Saturday night. It's like Saturday it, night, yeah. It's it's like two ninety nine for the one night. So it's I know it's a lot, but if you're staying there for more than just like one night, it it makes you know it it kind of evens out because the other nights are about a hundred dollars, a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty. Let me throw a gold nugget out there. So yeah. um, at every conference I go to, on the, you know, in the evening after everything's over, we some of us will go find a bar. And usually we'll find a bar in the hotel. And I like There's to call There's some great it bars home. there. I'll, I'll say, well, we're going to hold court. And it's really not court. We're just going to hang out and chit-chat and talk. Uh, I'll bring the expense account with me, okay? So oh, man. We'll, we'll have some drinks on me, and uh, we can sit and talk podcasting until the wee hours of the morning. The latest I've ever went was three thirty. I hope we don't go to three thirty. <laughs> so, Lang City, we can go twenty four seven. I think their bars are open until whenever. The, yeah, they have the, the largest sports books, uh, sport book there. So we're, we're going to walk into the sessions next day and be in zombies. So we won't. We won't need a few hours sleep, but uh, we'll have fun. Drinks are on Todd. That is that you heard it here. Uh, greatly appreciated. So. So getting back to the conversation, uh, Eric Hunley had a question about – he wanted to hear about the podcast awards uh, and especially uh, he's concerned about the No Hall of Fame this year, which I didn't um, – I don't think I caught up on that one. Oh. Yeah, so just so everybody's clear, the podcast awards, podcastawards.com is my event. It's something that uh, I came up with in 2000. Four, five, whatever. I'm a 2017 winner right here. There you go. So uh, it's called the People's Choice Podcast Awards. You have to register. Uh, nominations open on July 1st. Just go over to the Podcast Awards website. and I thought they opened already. Nope. The nominations, you have to register now. Then oh, you have to nomin- register now. Nominations are open. Okay. Yeah, July 1st. And the, the nominations are open for 30 days. That's where you tell your audience, come in and vote for me so or nominate me. Because the voting is done differently. So we have about 1,000 podcasters that vote. But the Podcast Hall of Fame, I have significant concerns, uh, and I'm very disappointed. Um, and this is a sign of the space, and I, and I think we as independent podcasters need to ask, start asking companies why they're not stepping up. And what had happened was is uh, the podcast movement team, um, they have to have a budget. They have to have a sponsor to put that event on. You know, Even me, my little event – uh, typically seven to ten thousand dollars, and I'd have no live event. I have uh, trophies. We have server fees. I have a uh, audit team. So in the end, seven to ten grand to cover the event, and I and I do an online award show. So think about what what uh, Dan and Jared are doing at Podcast Movement. They're putting on a full blown award show. They have people come fly them in. It's it's a whole deal. It's a big deal, and they were not able to find a mainline sponsor for it. So yet you have companies like iHeart and others who are claiming to have their quote unquote, you know, the first ever podcast awards, and they're they're giving awards to their their group, you know, to the insider group, and yet Dan and Jared couldn't find a sponsor for their podcast Hall of Fame, and that's no different than my podcast awards. Who sponsors? Who are the sponsors for the People's Choice Podcast Awards? Podcasters. We very rarely get a corporate sponsor. My corporate sponsorship is just three grand. It's nothing. I'm not crying. It is what it is. It's been that way for years. People seem to think that because Todd is the CEO of Blueberry, 
that it, Blueberry should be paying for it. Well, Blueberry is doesn't run it. I own it. It's a separate function from Blueberry. And uh, so Dan and Jared, the Podcast Hall of Fame thing, I'm very disappointed we weren't able to. So maybe next year, you know, I'm going to suggest to Dan, maybe we need to crowdsource the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, if companies won't step up, and, and it was a big check. If companies won't stand up and write, I'm sure it is. They put on a, an incredible uh, right. display. Uh, I think the past was the past money rainmaker or something was like the past. Uh, I'm not sponsor sure. Or something it's like probably, that. Probably, you know, I I I would expect that sponsorship's twenty five thirty grand to do that. So if we can maybe next year. Yeah, it's they put on a big event. It's ex- it, is, it is a big event, and it is expe- everything. It's you expensive. know, I think people don't understand that about um, hosting things at, at hotels is not cheap. Like not food cheap. is, you know, it's like oh, I just want to put on like a l- little lunch thing. It's like forty dollars a person. And it's like I, I could get dinner for that much. Right. You know, like why, why we don't take everybody to a restaurant. <laughs> why do you think I do the work show from my studio? Because it's, it's too expensive, you know, and. Um, so maybe it's time for us to crowdsource the Hall of Fame. I'm just, you know, because it basically four or five people are, it's a, we're going to miss a year. We're not going to be able to induct four or five people that are deserving. So they're not, they're not willing, they're not able to at least induct the people for cost of the trophies or something like, and not put on a giant event, like a big. Okay. I mean, I guess that's a, I'm guessing I'm asking a rhetorical question. It's not my answer. (laughs) So. That's a, that is a shame though. That uh it is a shame. That, and, that you know, really... and I can't step in. That would be totally a total jerk move. So, you know, I'm not going to do that. For you to step in and yeah, and, and and do it. It's it's just, you know, and it's you know, same type of politics would happen. So, it's you know, it's totally off the table for me to do it. So. What are you talking about for Blueberry to sponsor it or for you for, to just like I, you personally I would want like... it are the podcast awards, but it, you know, it's yeah, yeah. harder, you know, right, 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 right. No, that that's a fair that's a fair yeah. point. Um, Eric says this is a time for a WC3 for podcasting something central. What is a WC3? I'm not familiar. Um, I'm not sure what WC, I think he's talking about maybe a trade organization. The, I, oh, I think, maybe that kind of you know, sounds the, it. We, you know, Rob Greenlee and I and Rob Walsh, and we've all talked about this trade organization for a while. and Again, it's hard because what we found when we did the ADM, people bring their agendas, and you have to have a, a third party. Um, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought he was talking about. WC three like um, HTML standard kind of. Well, I think we have a standard uh, as far as RSS goes. So maybe, maybe I'm not following. But I guess maybe to finish my thought is I think it's time for a trade organization, but we need a trusted, non-agendized party to run it, you know, because you've got to have someone that is doesn't, you know, I, I can't form the, form the trade organization. It doesn't work that way. Right, yes. right. Yeah. No, that that's a that's a fair point. Um Yeah, I, I didn't realize, I guess I was out of the loop that the, uh, the Hall of Fame – um, oh. wasn't happening this year. That's that's really a shame. Well, I, I tell you, uh, have a central body do the awards. I, you know, I have been offered to sell the podcast. Matter of fact, I sold it once and they defaulted. 
What? Wait, whoa, hold on. You got to explain that story. Well, I, I wanted out because Todd was the bad guy for running the awards, you know, and um, so I sold it to the the trade show that went out of business. Um, they they defaulted in their final payments, and I had retained the domain name until payments were done in full. And it's lucky that I did, or the podcast awards would be no more. But I've had some other people that have come in and wanted to run it but they have again i feel that i'm trying to run it as fair and as impartial as possible mm. and i don't want to turn it over to someone that is going to commercialize and manipulate and use it as a vehicle to promote shows that maybe it's a whole different process so mm. i'm trying to have a good heart here and and have you know be a good steward to the community um and it sucks, too, because you, you probably do get the finger pointed at oh, you. Uh, and a couple of years ago, we had a little issue going on with some folks that were, I won't say, I thought they were cheating, but they were manipulating. And I said some stuff I probably shouldn't have. It caused some bad blood, but I've never been one to not speak my mind, for better or worse. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I got to say, like, I, from from an outsider's point of view, I loved that in, I mean, yeah, in 2017, I, I won for best business po category, but what I loved about that was the fact that I didn't have to spam my audience uh, to get them to vote every single day. And every time I see people, like, are like, hey, can you do this for me? I need you to vote. I'm just like, like. I mean, I'll vote for you, but if you, if if you don't keep popping up my feed, like you're right. asking for like thirty days for me to like yeah, keep remembering to do this. We, that's we got rid of that. It's unreasonable. Yeah, it, it was. It, it, it you know, but even even on your end, like was it um was it a pain to coordinate? I think you had like something like two hundred um podcast reviewers or something like so, that. Well, we learned that two hundred wasn't enough because two hundred <laughs> said that they would, and only a hundred did, and then we had to go back and. So now, um, this year, uh, I think we've set it up so I'll have 2,000 randomly picked uh, folks that will be able to vote. Either 1,000 or 2,000. I'll have to look at my own rules. But we upped the number because we know it. And I was telling everybody, you got to vote for all the shows. And we were looking at the voting, and you know, the uh, person that was voting would only vote for three or four shows. And we thought, no, 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 this isn't a big enough. We're not getting a big enough sampling so we've upped the number, I think 2,000 or whatever the number we picked this year is. And then I have like 100 people that I invite personally, people like you and you know, other folks that say, hey, come on and vote. And um, and then it's you know it's, it's worked out. I, I feel the fit process is, is pretty fair. But there's no perfect awards thing. It's, you can do – I could change the rules completely and still get hate mail. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I liked it because I didn't have to – because I, I – you know, I hate – when people spam that kind of those kinds of things and 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 i you know that's so why i hate doing it to other people so so with me i was like oh sweet like I, i'm i'm all for this because i don't want to like right. i don't want to have to put just my have to nominate yourself nominate me once make the slate and then let the you know let the a thousand or two thousand listeners go through and figure vote. it out yeah, yeah. Like, let them figure it out now i think that's incredible that you can get that many people um, I mean, not like, obviously not everyone's going to do it and all that. So, you, I mean, you might end up with 750 or a yep. 1,200 or something. Well, I'm emailing them every week. Get in there, get in there, get in there, get in there, get in there. And I'm talking with my tech guy. I'm like, how many have went in? And Because we don't close it. We let them get up. We leave, they can come back three or four days later and finish out. Oh, okay. 
Well, that that's that's good to hear. I mean, that's that that is a lot of work. I can imagine that that is a no lot. Idea. Now, before I get to this question uh, from Raphael, if you do, you have any interest in in hosting a live event? Because that was something that like, I I I, I know that's a tiny violin there. <laughs> no, it's, it's money. I no, mean, we I do know, a live event. We do the awards live, but I would love to have a venue. But you think, okay, now let's, if I have to get 22 podcasters in place. Now, first of all, for years, we had podcasters that won that never even said thank you. That wow. would never even, they wouldn't submit. A, so we basically said, now, if you, if, if you, we make all 220 nominees send a video. Send a video, yeah. An acceptance video. We don't tell them who won. And we've had two or three that won that did not send the acceptance speech and we picked we went to number two because that's the rules you don't submit your acceptance speech and even if you won you lose because you didn't do it you want to participate in you I have know, I didn't come in second place you. <laughs> you had, no, well it's, we're not going to say who but if you no, but I if know, you, I know. you've had if you've had all these people take the time to nominate you and then yeah. people voted for you and then you don't have the appreciation to send me a two-minute video. Thank you, Todd, for this award. It's such That's an all. honor. That's all. Um, I want to thank God and my all audience. Right. Thanks. Like, come on, man. Everybody's got one in their pocket. Right. You know? Thanks. So, $1,000 computer in their pocket. So they so can't be bothered with it I got to have – I got to get 220 people butts in the seats in the same place. Impossible. If I even if I pick the middle of the country, two hundred and twenty podcasters are not coming, and I'm going to, you know, uh, show so and so one and have the dude stand up and walk up the red carpet. It's logistically because we are we're not all in Hollywood. <laughs> well, that that you know what that's a good point though. But I I will say um, when I won, like I don't know if you you ever saw the video of me winning. Yeah, I did. I, cr- I, I cried. Like yeah. it meant like a lot to me. You were at MapCon and you. Did no, something. that was the that was the acceptance speech. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there was a video. I'll just send it to you. There was a because I was vlogging a lot at that point. So one of the like it was uh it was my birthday night. I think we were celebrating my birthday, and then afterwards, like the awards ceremony went on, and I'm like surrounded by my mom and 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 my stepdad and my wife yeah. and and my daughter, and, and like it was cool like to sit down like after everybody left. Like all his family left, and now we're sitting down watching, watching whether or not I'm going to win. And like I'm thinking, like, nah, there's no freaking way. And, that I'm and now win. we have enough money to pay for trophies. There were some years I didn't have enough funds to pay for the four thousand or five thousand dollars in trophies. And they look, and they look awesome. And that's you know, I mean, I I have one. I sent one to my Mister Voice. I yeah. mean, it, it you know. If nothing else, it it just like it's a thing, it that, is. and it meant so much to me. I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna get the bigger one because I'm gonna feel like I got They're I gotta get the bigger one because it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't. I wish I wish no I had one has it, anything like that like, right here. Just inve- just envision it's right here, uh, <laughs> you know. But it's but yeah, like the, most people wouldn't have anything like that. And those we're, are expensive to make. Yeah, I bet they are. They are. So where's my trophy? So um, my trophy is up in my studio, which I'm not allowed to broadcast from because my daughter will come in and and like ruin my 
my focus. We spent a lot of time promoting the podcast awards. I didn't mean to do that. No, not at all. I mean, this is part of you know what this is what I wanted to have you on here for is to talk about things that you don't get to necessarily talk about on other yeah. shows and things of that nature. Um, now, Raphael, uh, what advice do you? Uh, what advice, Todd, do you have? To uh, would you give experienced podcasters that feel audience has plateaued despite great feedback from community? So the audience has plateaued. In other words. The growth has stopped. That's what I'm assuming here. That's what usually podcasters say. You know, I I am a big believer in diversification in that you can't just do the podcast. You know, I think I listed, uh, I've done, I did two years of telling this speech where you you need to write a book. You need to go out and do keynotes. You need to go out and speak. You need to go to events where your content is. You need to be on TV. You need to be on radio. Do you know how easy it is to get on TV? Apparently pretty easy if you spend you just the call your local radio, local television station say hey, I'm hitting a hundred I'm on my hundredth episode would you like to come they're always looking for Phil they're looking for a two minute piece yeah that's a, I, you know what I'm coming up on four hundred episodes I should I should absolutely strap down and do that and I should probably do it for MapCon too and our fifth anniversary is five people like numbers you get, you get like thirty seconds on the TV but you, they come and shoot for five you know five to ten fifteen minutes or an hour and you get two minutes or whatever. And, you know, you got to be on the radio. You got to, you know, you got to find somebody to get in. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff you have to do. And it's all about building. You have to build authority mm-hmm. in your content space. And you can't do that just for the podcast. And I do it by going to CES and doing events there and meeting the community and creating additional content, different feeds. Uh, it's really about diversification. You just can't do the podcast. No, you can't. I think it's all about the authority. I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to yeah. is how, how are people going to take you seriously when you're trying to do do the thing that you're doing? And that's awesome, Raphael. You uh, you keep that up. I'm at 382 or something like that, um, but I've done a bunch of other shows. You're at 500? 1,376. Wow. That's, that's on Geek New Central. Uh, yeah, well, you've also been doing it like three times as long. <laughs> right, I've been doing it. Trying to do 100 episodes a year is hard. You know what? I used to not think that, but then I, I opened up to my world to a whole bunch of other stuff. And I got to say, it makes life a lot harder, especially with two kids in the in the I tank. agree the house, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Todd, before we, we wrap up here, because we only got about five minutes sure. left, uh, and Eric's crying about being at 151. <laughs> Don't worry about being 151. You know what, Eric? There's people that are at episode five, and they're like, how will I ever get to 150 episodes? Here's the thing about that, and I've said this for years and years and years. You're part of like 10 or 12% because everyone else is gone. Yep. Get to one to get actually past like up to one fifty two hundred. You're like twelve percent of the global that have made it. So that's saying something. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I think. Um, yeah, I, I one of the things that um, somebody I was talking to the other day said that the they thought that the podcast boon was actually on the was on, actually on the on the on the downturn because of the fact that so many of them have pod faded that like after 90 days, they're just, they just disappear. One company added about 70,000 to the rolls of dead shows. So one company, one company, which company was that? Well, let's put it this way. When you, when you, when you, when you secure a ship, you drop an anchor, uh, about 70,000 shows drop the anchor. Yeah. (laughs) And there's about 5,000 shows over there that are actually producing anything. Everything else is gone. gone. 
history. <laughs> and there's failure rates on other. We we have our share of failure rates too. But I will say, and I'll, and I'll brag here, we know that our podcasts have are the longest lived in the industry. That follow our formula. We know that. I think because yeah. they, they they own the brand. They, and it's not you know it's not just about the technical side of it. I think it's about the the phil- philosophical side of it. Of like yeah. this yeah. is my brand. And I'm I'm shouldering this and this and things are going to get bigger. Yeah, right. like this is part of my DNA. And yeah. like yeah. it's yeah, like I think that's awesome. I, and so I totally fun. totally I agree. So Todd, when, uh, one last time before you, because um, I know you got to get going in, in a few minutes here. Uh, what what are you going to be speaking at MapCon that everyone has to make sure their butts are in seats at MapCon 5? Okay, I'm just thinking I'm going to do something. You've got the ad deal. What now? Mm. That's the topic I think I'm going to do. So you've got the ad deal. How do you execute? How do you keep that advertiser for 14 years? That's a, you- It's a scary thought, man, because like, you're like, well, I got the money, and now I have to deliver – on like actually selling the darn thing yeah. and, and how, how do like, keep, how do you keep the advertiser renewing so mm. and again i'll do 45 minutes worth of content in 23 minutes and you better write fast <laughs> uh you know the, so uh and so i guess the first step would be slam them in a review on your blog <laughs> so they know that you're serious because you wouldn't take the time to to slam them if you you know there's an answer about I slam them but i also describe what their customer support did to fix it the, oh okay uh-huh. so then that makes that makes a lot of sense right so uh to fix yourself with a ticket to mapcon 5 like how I transitioned there. Uh, you go, go down to midatlanticpodcast.com slash register. You pop in that promo code MAPCON5, and you will get yourself 15% off your ticket, your plus or premium ticket. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. We have over 40 speakers. I don't even know how we're going to cram all of them in there. I'm kind of, I, I, I kind of expect, and, and this is just being open about it, I kind of expect a few people to drop out, which you know does happen from time to time uh and if it does it will actually help me out a little bit with my scheduling but we're gonna make it happen one way or another we will we will crush everything into it um and and the other announcement that todd agreed to be is a uh is a podcast judge for the mid-atlantic podcast conference creative podcast uh, competition workshop where you get nice. to create a podcast with other podcasters and fun. win awesome audio technica gear that's sitting literally i would pull it out but it's it's sitting over there right now in a box like with a bunch of Actually, video gear on it yeah uh, oh wait yeah it's that that way um anyway we're gonna get out of here everyone i want to thank todd so much for taking the hour to come and be a guest here on the MapCon podcast uh eric says that he can't wait uh, and I can't wait either. Uh, Todd, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you at MapCon. I, I still haven't decided if I'm going to podcast movement yet. I have a ticket, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. I'm on down. So anyway, we'll, we'll just see, but I got to go. All right. Todd at blueberry.com or reach me at geek news on Twitter. Yes. That's how you can reach Todd. Have a great night, Todd. Thanks. Take care, everybody.